Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. In this episode, I catch up with Joshua Duff, who's the race director at Old Mates Backyard Ultra. They had a race just last weekend, so we caught up and had a chat all about it. Okay, g'day, Josh. Thanks for joining the podcast. How are you going? Uh, I'm great, Pato. And, and how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good today. Pretty good. good. Yeah. Pretty uh, good. Are, you, are you recovering from your big trail ultra on the weekend? Well, I went for my first one run since it, just yesterday, just a four and a half K run. And the legs were tired, like especially the um, the glutes or the head. What, what, what's the muscle that's on the front of your top side of your leg? So you're talking about like maybe your hip flexors up that, that high or um, the top of your quads? Yeah, quads, my quads, yep. they're, they're sore. Yep. But um, I don't feel like any injuries or anything like that, so that's good. I'll go for another run after this and maybe a little bit longer and then start building up again to the long stuff. Because obviously we're talking about Old Mates Backyard Ultra, but I think it's important that the podcast listeners know that congratulations is in order for yourself with a, a win in your 50K trail ultra on the weekend. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I, I was wrapped. Because this, this is the first year I've been running ultras as well, and I, I didn't think I'd actually win a race <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's really cool yeah well um so i was well done as by the way on well the whole reason why you're here is to talk about old mates and it looked like an awesome event so do you want to tell us all about it oh uh, well it depends where you want to start Pato. like yeah we're just to talk about the weekend to begin with we um it was an epic weekend just yeah, and you've you've been to the the a couple of backyard ultras now, and you, you know that kind of feeling of community and um, sharing and friendliness that you, you develop at a backyard ultra, and and this one had that real sense of community, and it was just epic, and it's one of those experiences that some of the runners will never forget. Mm. But then you add in the conditions that we had. So old mates backyard ultra is set in uh, on a farm, which is a uh, Basically, it's like a tourist destination up in the Atherton Tablelands here in far north Queensland, and there's camping and lots of things for the kids to do and stuff. And we took over the farm for the weekend, and the course is pretty challenging, about 110 metres of elevation, probably maybe even touch more than that, uh, some decent little hills to climb. Mm. But then we had a heat wave, <laughs> as you do, come through, come through far north Queensland. And uh, on, on Saturday, it was between 34 and 35 degrees Celsius at times. We had 99% humidity in the morning and uh, it just sucked the life out of people. But despite their lack of energy, by the time we got to early afternoon and into the evening, the smiles just didn't stop. The support for each other didn't stop. And like, we're still on a high. Um, we we can't wait to do it again. <laughs> yeah, well, it looked like an awesome event. And I was going to say, one of the things that I noticed on all the social media was everyone was smiling. Every, it really did look like everyone was having a great time. They were. And I think it kind of took us back to the roots of Backyard Ultra. And it was really nice because obviously over the last couple of weeks, there's been so much talk about going long. And we had the satellite championships, which is definitely a key element of of this new kind of event but for us it was about going back to community and people just doing more than they could imagine yeah so for example we had one lady she drove all the way up from um, just outside of townsville which is a four-hour drive and 
she arrived at midday on Friday. Then she volunteered on the front gate for six hours on Friday afternoon. She went out and ran her one lap of the course on the Saturday and then volunteered for the rest of the day. We had people that hadn't run a marathon that ran twice as far, 80 plus kilometers. Uh, We had two kids, a 12-year-old and a 13-year-old. Neither had run more than 15 Ks. They both ran a marathon on the weekend. And, you know, if I think back to what Laz built this event for and a really good blog post that Alan Davies from the Clint Eastwood wrote, it's about people from park runners to elite ultra runners just pushing themselves and challenging themselves to do more than they could ever imagine. And we we certainly achieved that on the weekend. Yeah, I was going to say I noticed the photo of those two kids. I thought that was awesome. Like, that would have been, that will stay with them for a long time. I reckon that that's the kind of thing that like makes runners, I reckon. They'll, they won't, st- they'll keep on running. They'll be looking forward to the next one. And they and, will. And you know, Pato, if we hadn't have stopped them, <laughs> like really? as, as a race director in, in those conditions, and, and their parents were all there and we were all very supportive. But as the race director for me at that point, it, it got to a, a point in, in the day where we had to stop them and they'd done six laps. Yeah. Which more like we I gave them both free entries because they were coming up anyway with their parents and we thought yeah two three maybe four laps they yeah. got to six laps and like we we have to <laughs> put a lid on this because it's, <laughs> it's just getting dangerous and we let them run the marathon and everyone was content everyone was really happy with it and now those kids have a little trophy and you would have seen little trophies with the kangaroos and we wrote the number of laps on everyone's except yeah. there we wrote 42.2 and they will never forget that yeah that's good yeah though those trophies were awesome too yeah a bit of thought it went into that like old mates farm itself is very much like a a a typical aussie sort of farm there's animals and camp freaks to swim in and on all of his signage he's got cut out kangaroos so that's how we kind of came up with the idea of the kangaroo and then um my wife's family they live up on the tablelands too so we just chopped up heaps of wood and then people got to to choose which base because every piece of wood was slightly different. Right. They got to choose their own base, stick their kangaroo on it, write their name and the number of laps they did. And it's a nice little memento. And everyone has a very unique kangaroo trophy. Not one is the same. Yeah. And so have you been going to old mates for a long time? Like, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> it's um, it's uh, it's kind of just happened really like. I've known about backyard ultras for quite a while now and been following and uh, we knew we moved up to Cairns here in November of 2020. So we haven't been here for long, only two years. And we knew that when we moved to Cairns, we were going to start some events and we have a ultra marathon, a road marathon Cairns 50 that we run in April. And then we were looking for a venue to hold a, a backyard and come April, we went down to dead cow gully and we just, that weekend was just one of the most amazing weekends we'd ever had. And we said, no, we have to do this before someone else does it first. Yeah. So we were, then we heightened our search for a venue and we were looking for play, places here in Cairns, up in Port Douglas, in the Tablelands, just trying to find the perfect venue. Cause you need somewhere that's got facilities that you can get a good 6.7 kilometer loop. That's not, not too far away from anything. So people can access resources and I couldn't find anything. And then I, I thought maybe we'll find a farm, you know, similar to Tim and Dead Cow Gully. We could do something like that. And I just happened upon it on Google. And uh, my wife and I, we sent them an email. We went and visited, went camp there one weekend, had a chat. Their philosophies fit our philosophies. And next thing you know, five months down the track, we're <laughs> running a backyard ultra on their property. Yeah. And it looked like a, a beautiful course as well, like to, covered by trees. And it looked like a nice surface to run on too. 
It was it was a full like a lap, like a a round course, was it or? Uh, it was a single lap, but there was points where you had to come back and forth on yourself. It was actually really quite tricky planning out the 6.7 because it is a hilly area. So trying to minimize the elevation as much as we could. Uh, but you're right. The the track, it's um, like wide open trail. Lots of it's kind of eucalypt pine forest. So it creates a really soft surface for running on. It's, it's not technical at all. And um, that makes it easy on the legs. But there, there are some challenging climbs. And when I say climbs, I mean, like, you know, 50 to 60 metres of decent uphill, a couple of those coming down and out of creeks. Uh, but there are no creek crossings, which, you know, is, <laughs> I think is a positive. You don't want to have to be changing shoes all the time. And uh, I guess the other benefit is we didn't have any rain, which would have made it even more tricky. Um, but I think by mid-afternoon, the runners were hoping for some rain because it was just so stinking hot, mate. It did. If I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there was a, a quite a bit of rain leading up to the event, wasn't there? Yeah. You might yeah. have seen one of the videos I put up on Thursday. We were out there setting up the course and it just poured. <laughs> it was cats and dogs. Yeah. It was really handy, actually, because it gave me a really good picture of where there could be issues out on course and in our event precinct if the rain came. So it, it did mean that we changed a couple of little things. Uh, but, yeah, we it was a weird couple of days of weather with huge downpours and storms combined with super hot humid conditions yeah so as a victorian like i imagine it being like stinking hot in queensland every day of the week but this was actually above average was it like well above what the norm for october in the tablelands yeah definitely so now up there in, the, in atherton it, it can usually be i don't know three four maybe even five degrees cooler up there mm. than it is down here in in cairns um, and during October, usually it's still pretty dry and just starting to warm up. So we were expecting temperatures in the high 20s, maybe early 30s. And if there was no rain, the relative humidity, probably 50 to 60%, right. which for a Victorian might still be quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that would have been perfect running conditions for us. Yeah. Um, so I guess it was the humidity that was the most, was the toughest thing about the weather, was it? Yeah, uh, you know, when it's when it's mid-30s and you've got 99% humidity, it feels like on the 40s. Yeah, so if we hadn't had the rain the days before, it might not have been so bad. But everyone just took it in their stride. It was almost like they loved it more because they had that extra challenge. And yeah. it was interesting as the race director watching everyone's different strategies. Some people had, like, um, ice down their groin, ice in their armpits. They had their... Their headskins bluffs that, uh, sorry, buffs that um, John from Headskins gave us that they were wearing around their necks with ice and around their heads and lots of different strategies. Um, and yeah, uh, the heat made it almost more like they loved it more because it was yeah. more challenging. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and how many runners were in, in the event? So we end up with 58 on the start line uh, yeah. in that start corral to start. And, um, so it was a little bit less than what we would hope for. But to be fair, the first backyard ultra that we'd had up here, people were still kind of sussing it out. And mm. there was a lot of people that came to watch that would normally run in events up here and they hadn't entered. And I think they were just unsure. And it, there was almost a misconception about it, Pato, that people felt like to do these events, you have to be an ultra runner. Right, and yeah. I was, I was really glad that we had people that ran one, two, three, four laps that, that haven't run ultras before just to show that it's an event for everyone and we are like 
another story, a, a local Atherton lady, uh, she, she came and ran. So she's part of Red Earth Runners, who's the big club up there. And she's three months postpartum. She's got a three-month-old. Right. And she got out there and ran every anyway. And I've got a post to put up on Facebook this week. She was still breastfeeding in the starting corral before each lap to, to feed this child. And she still ran five laps. Like, yeah. You know, these are the kind of stories that I think really matter in, yeah. in this ultra space. So those of people pushing further than they could and overcoming adversity to do amazing things. Yeah, there's, there's always a few, like really inspirational stories isn't there at these backyard ultras people who are overcoming all kinds of things but yeah that's were there many people like was it mainly or there were there any interstate runners there or was it just um queenslanders uh, there was no interstate runners uh, they might be thankful but they <laughs> got the, the tough conditions um we had people come up from townsville morinbar which is uh, down in central queensland uh yeah all around up here in, in the far north. Um, but uh, the furthest was was Morinbar. Kyle McLennan, who's actually, he was one of our more experienced runners. He um, He's done Dead Cow Gully. I think he did about 25, 26 laps at Dead Cow this year. And he was one of the favourites. And he's actually probably one of the stories too because he managed 15 laps. But eight of those hours he ran with like extreme stomach pains. But he just kept going and going and going because he's he's determined to get a spot at the the masters later. yeah 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 i am too <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see you there then pato yeah. uh, and uh he like he just kept going and his determination was inspiring yeah the um so i saw like yeah that, that's what i was going to say the posts like I, tim from dead cow gully was at the event and he was posting some really good updates and I was thinking I wish I I wish I actually went up myself because it looked like so much fun. It looked awesome. And I probably it's definitely going to be on my list of events to do next year, that's for sure. Yeah, I reckon add it to the list. It's uh I, I don't want to be uh too forthright, but I would almost say it's close to, if not Australia's toughest backyard ultra when you include the the conditions that you're likely to face in October here, plus the the difficulty of the course. Yeah. Um, a conversation I had with someone else was like, what does 19 laps, which was what our last one standing did, what does 19 laps here on our course kind of equal at somewhere like Dead Cow Gully or or Herdies or Birdies? Um, so I'd be interested to see, you know, um, someone like Chris Murphy, Ryan Crawford, uh, Nicole Jukes, some of the great Queensland ultra runners, the backyard ultra runners come up and test themselves on our course in October yeah. next year and see what what we get out of it. Um, I'm not really too sure who decides those bronze and silver medal events, but I think this event would be perfect for something like that because it doesn't sound like the kind of course that you're going to get like a 40 or 50, but um, uh, the winner should be rewarded somehow with one of those, you know, what I'm talking about, the, to get yeah, in. Yeah. yeah. So I reckon... Yeah. Yeah. And to be to be um, like completely honest, Pato, it's not necessarily something that's that's in our thinking. Like our our philosophies in bringing a backyard ultra to far north Queensland is number one. We had people asking us about it, and they wanted to experience it. And for us, it's all about the athlete experience and giving them a something that you know money can't buy. Yeah, they buy a ticket, but it's a money can't buy experience. And um, as I've said numerous times already, like people having the opportunity to push past the limits with a, a race that is endless that has no end that could go forever 
that's what it's more about for us. And it, but you know, we're also humbled to be part of the bigger picture of backyard ultras in Australia and then across the world. Um, but it's not necessarily something that's that's in our our thinking at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. And and you did mention before that um, you, you you've also organised a fifty k Cairns ultra marathon. That how how long have you been doing that for? Well, we're a bit crazy here at Smurf and Smurfette, mate, because they are both inaugural events for 2022. Mm. <laughs> so next year, so our portfolio of events is, is just those two and next year we'll be consolidating and, and keeping it to those two events. And yeah, Cairns 50 for next year. It's got 50, 30 and 10K and then some kids races on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, yeah, April 1 and 2 next year. And Similar to this race in October, we had some unseasonally hot conditions. It was brutal this year. So if you want to challenge <laughs> it's a yeah, hot, yeah. hard road race, yeah, it's it's one to put on the list. And the dates for um, old mates will be same in 2023, will they, at the October, moment? It'll be October. Um, at the moment, we're just collecting some data and doing some reflection and then looking at the calendar for next year. Yeah. And uh, we'll decide on a definite date. And like, it's probably similar to down in Victoria that, the running calendar and endurance sport calendar here in far north Queensland and Cairns in particular is jam-packed. Yeah. And you add to that trying to work around the backyard ultra calendar. So finding a date can be tricky. That's how we end up in October, you know, and it's not an ideal date for an event up here, mm -hmm. um, but that's where it fits. So it'll be October, but we're not 100% sure yet when. Yeah. And um, what can you tell me about the last one standing? Adam Fox was his name, was it? Yeah, that's right. So Adam's... Uh, he he's a I would say he's a bit of a big fish in a small pond up here in Cairns. He he went down to Brisbane earlier in the year and he did the Guzzler uh, 100k, which is uh, turning into one of the the big ultra runs down southeast Queensland. And in a hot field, he finished second, mm. which was a mammoth mammoth result. When he finished on on Saturday night or Sunday morning, it was 19 hours. He could have well and truly been there for God knows how long. Um, I'm trying to convince him to come down to Dead Cow Gully with us if we can get him an entry because I'd love to see how he stacks up against uh, some of the, the best that, that Queensland and the country has to offer because I have no doubt that he could be running 35 laps plus um, yeah, <laughs> in March, April next year. Yeah. Um, are you running in the Masters next year? Uh, it's a good question, Pato. I have an entry in the Masters. We'll be down yeah. to our gully again next year, definitely. But the problem with the Masters, and I haven't actually spoken to Tim about this yet, but when he moved the date, it now clashes with Ironman Cairns up here. Oh, wow. And, you know, with our business, our work, it's a massive work week. We have a heap of athletes that compete that weekend. And um, so whether I can actually get down to the Masters. But the problem, Pato, he keeps yeah. adding amazing runners to the list. Yeah. <laughs> How can I miss miss a chance to run with Harvey Lewis and Phil Gore and Ryan Crawford and, um, and Kevin Muller and all these amazing people? Uh, and then the wild cards, the Kiwis coming across, and yeah. oh, it's getting harder and harder to to not be there. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, are you doing the Dead Cow Gully in April though, or yes, yeah? Or yeah. What, what else? Yeah. yeah. Well, so what's on your what's on your calendar for the next like twelve months if you've figure that out yeah so dead cow gully was the big ticket item for the first half of next year and it'll depend on what happens for me with the masters as to whether we look to go really big at dead cow gully or whether we use that as a training run for for the masters so one of those will be a big a race and then 
because um, so my wife, um, you know, she's, she's six weeks postpartum and uh, she's an incredible triathlete herself. She's been to a couple of age group world championships and she's getting back into things. So it's kind of her turn to do the big events. And for me, it's about doing a lot of the local stuff here in Cairns. So, mm. you know, there's a 120 kilometer uh, ultra run from Cairns to Port Douglas that that's on the list that I want to do. And, you know, lots of other little things, but that first half of year, it's going to be either dead cow gully or the masters hoping to go, go super big. Yeah. Um, another Victorian question. Yeah. Um, because this race was um, old mates was held in far North Queensland. Did the runners have to watch out for Crocs? <laughs> <laughs> uh no no snakes were probably more of a concern <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no like up there in the tablelands not so many crocs up that way most of them are down uh, on the coasts around cairns and port douglas and, and places like that so right. and, and there are a couple of creeks that we cross but there's bridges over those creeks so uh no you won't find any crocs on our course you will find some snakes uh <laughs> there's plenty of mosquitoes and and things like that but yeah, yeah definitely no crocs mate you're safe yeah yeah and did any runners see any snakes during the event or only one that i heard of yeah, yeah. a harmless tree snake they said oh okay yeah <laughs> yeah well we've got heaps of snakes in victoria that's for sure so i see them like all the time to be honest they freak you out but when once you see them it's kind of cool, you know what I mean? Because they, they, they're not worried about you unless you step on them. No, that's right. And look, it's, it's one of the cool things about this course up there. You get to see all sorts of wildlife. I, I saw a, a beautiful blue Ulysses butterfly flying across the, the course at one stage. And then there's snakes, wallabies, kangaroos. Um, there's all sorts. Uh, and then, you know, it, it's a great event for the family. It's, it's a, the way we spoke about it on the weekend, it's like a, family-friendly camping weekend with a bit of running on the side yeah. and they've got animal feeding there with with the animals and we did like a because it was a halloween over the weekend or yesterday so we did a halloween lap on lap three and everyone dressed up and there's some really great photos we'll get out there of, of that lap and then we had a like a lolly treasure hunt for the kids and it's just really about yeah community and, and that um bringing people together through running yeah well it, it looks like you absolutely nailed it it looks like a great event, and I reckon you'll get a lot more entries next year. Well, do you have a cap on the amount of limit of peep runners? Yeah, so this year our, our max capacity was 100, and that's just because of we've got heaps of space for people to camp and things, but where most of the resources and facilities are, there's not a heap of space, so we really jam-packed people in. But we've got a few plans to try and expand the amount of space that we have there and cater for more. I, I reckon... Our, our max capacity in the space that we have is probably around the 120, 130 mark. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be first in best dress, I guess. Yeah, it looks, well, well, well done on an awesome event. Thanks, mate. I really appreciate it, and I really appreciate the having me on. Yeah, no worries. Well, thanks for coming on, and um, I guess we'll, I'll probably ask you to come on again in the future as well, I reckon. <laughs> fingers crossed hey it, it might be uh after the masters or the dead cow after dead cow gully once i've gone i know 50 60 70 plus laps I'm yeah just... it, do you have that kind of aim is that what the sort of aim you've got or... well i when we went to dead cow this year um it was my first backyard ultra my only backyard ultra at the moment so i'm very much a, a novice at the event still uh, but people were asking what's your goal and whatever it takes was the answer so yeah. I know that that's the answer at the moment, whatever it takes and as far as we can go.
is yeah because you are in the you do um feature a little bit in the in the doco that they made like you did go pretty well i only just featured i was <laughs> a, a late thought there <laughs> everyone's like who's who's this guy who's this kid but yeah. um, you know like one of the one of the things that i've learned through that one experience and then watching this experience as a race director um and i said it before that we want to go long and it is a we you know you've got um the runner out there and phil gore says his job is to get from the start corral to the finish line and then in between it's his crew's job it is so much it's such a team effort and i i saw that on the weekend if i sorry i'm going to keep going i've got that's all right a couple more stories because our last standing female um peter travis jones she went 17 loops she was in our final four she ended up in hospital after on a drip like she pushed yeah. herself that hard but um for her without her crew she wouldn't have made it so she had her mate ben and he was crewing and then next thing you know she's got another friend Kalira jumping in then i'm jumping in and helping too because well she is one of my athletes that i coach as well and um she's she wouldn't have been able to do it with it without her crew and it was the same for everyone else out there um one of the other runners kevin jerose and i think guess this goes back to the that whole sense of community he spent wednesday and thursday up there with me setting up the course took friday off <laughs> and then he runs 12 13 laps on the saturday you know these are selfless generous people that are giving to the sport to to allow people the opportunity to to do amazing things so mm -hmm. yeah we're still overwhelmed with the positivity um from the weekend it's it's amazing yeah um and you you come from a triathlon background i understand what um what was the thing that made you want to do a backyard ultra um what yeah what was how did that come about yeah i i guess the ultra running thing came about in 2019 first or 20 COVID year and yeah. um, we had a, a whole list of of triathlons lined up and like like lots of people when COVID hit it's just like it was just a kick in the guts and i did nothing for a few months and then i got back into running and i've always loved running i don't know why i did triathlon really like i run much better than i swim and bike <laughs> and um the moment i i came across the clint eastwood and that was my first experience watching watching that i just i had to do it it's like most other ultra runners it's like that that thought of the unknown like what is possible you've got and you I find it different to running a 100k or something where you know there's a finish line and and you kind of you push yourself you push yourself differently in a backyard ultra yeah. mentally physically yeah. emotionally like it just takes so much out of you and there's something about that that just really gets me and, and I'm sure you're similar Pato like you wouldn't start a podcast about backyard ultras unless you were passionate about it like that yeah. and the weekend just gone reminded me of that and on sunday night after i got home um i had a bit of time by myself self still because uh wife and kids uh, were still still away and i watched the dead cow gully documentary another four times I think, <laughs> just over and over again because i couldn't help myself so i i told tim that uh of the thirty thousand views he's got that documentary i think about a thousand of them are mine <laughs> yeah. yeah it's an awesome documentary uh I've watched i reckon at least five times i reckon i've watched it yeah it's yeah. awesome yeah um well thanks so much for tuning in or calling in it's been a really nice chat well done again on organizing old mates it looked like a great event and um yeah i'm sure i'll see you around 
Oh, we will. I, I heard that uh, there was a possibility you might be up at Dead Cow Gully next well, year. Well, that is my goal. It is my goal. The I was really banking on making my 35 loops at um, Devil's Lair, which were, but uh, it's been cancelled. Yeah. So... That's and look, when, while you say that, like, I think um, we've got a all, um, and I haven't met Sean, but obviously we all know him, but our thoughts go out to him. He's just put so much into the ultra running scene, not just in Western Australia anymore, but across across the country. And it's devastating for people, but I think we all understand it. Yeah. And I know those of us that have directed races understand the energy and the emotion that, that you put into it. So, yeah, really feel for him. Um, but he does such an amazing job. He's just got to, yeah, keep on keeping on with, with what he does. It's just incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it sounds like he just bit off a little bit more than he could chew and he just had to cancel that event, which is which is fine. It just means that I'm going to have to do 35 laps at the MVP, which is one of the hardest ones in Australia, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but if you do 35 laps at MVP, that's that's worth, I don't know, maybe 50? Yeah, 50 yeah. And I know Tim's talking about the course for Dead Cow Gully. Oh, sorry, well, I shouldn't call it Dead Cow Gully, for the Masters um, and a, a possible night course on the on the road, I think, or it'll be dirt road and mm. you know, think things like that will make a difference. But Dead Cow Gully, uh, it, uh, the potential there is untapped still. I think um, Ryan Crawford's record there of 40-odd laps, 46 laps, something like that, uh, is well below the potential that that course has. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, well, um, thanks, Josh. It's been a really good chat and um, have, enjoy the rest of your day. Well, thanks, Pat. Cheers. All right, see you, mate. If you like this podcast, it would be awesome if you could like, subscribe, comment, share, all of that kind of stuff. Hope you enjoyed the episode and have a good one.